This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up? This is Robert Ory. You might know me as Big Shot Bob, and I want you to check out my new podcast, The Big Shot Bob Pod. We'll always be talking hoops, football, sports, and I'm going to bring you some big guests like Lakers legend Shaquille O'Neal in our premiere episode. I know I didn't come in to train and count the best of shape, but... Well, well you I'm, did one time. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, 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 well. Subscribe now to The Big Shot Bob Pod on the Podcast One app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090, Mariska's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933, and Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with two locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Let's drop the damn puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with NBCChicago.com's James Navo and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Here I Chicago! Woo! Welcome into an expansion draft edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Navo from NBC5 Chicago, and with me, as always, the one, the only, the always right, the always sexy, Jay Zawoski. Jay, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, no longer a Chicago Blackhawk. Yes, the expansion draft has just taken place, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk was the Blackhawk chosen. Um, obviously, tons of news to get today, including the, the heartbreaking Marion Hosa news and all the debaggery surrounding that from people out of town. Um, but yeah, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, no longer a Blackhawk. Not a surprise. A slight surprise that Marcus Kruger is still a Blackhawk. Now, that is as of 9.33 p.m. on Wednesday, June 21st. By the time you <laughs> listen to that, it might not be true because the roster freeze is over. Is it tomorrow at 7 a.m.? Tomorrow at 7 a.m. because the NHL loves nothing more than good planning. And that's tomorrow meaning Thursday, the 22nd. So if you're listening to this on your way to work, Marcus Kruger may already be gone but keep listening. There's tons of good stuff in here. <laughs> don't turn us off. We're not irrelevant. No. Yeah, keep please it don't. No. no. Don't turn it. They're gone. Yeah, no, they're already gone. Let's just do we whatever we it. want. Uh, okay. All right. So, okay. So Van Reem's like gone. Not a surprise. Now, with the Marcus Kruger news, I've seen a lot of speculation in the recent hours um, that maybe the Hawks have changed their plans because of today's Marion Hosa news, which, of course, we're going to get to shortly. I'm not buying it, and here's why. Bill Daly met the assembled media today in Las Vegas and talked to the uh, press and said the Blackhawks told him, quote, several weeks ago that Marion Hosa was not going to play next season. Okay? So there's that. My source told me on June 9th about this. He didn't tell me specifically this was it, but gave me the heads up that, yes, a core player would not be back 
next season. Obviously, because of the sensitivity of the issue and the specificity of it, he couldn't tell me much more than that. But now we know this is what he was talking about. So he's known since at least June 9th. This is not something that suddenly popped up on the Blackhawks. This is not something that they found out yesterday like the rest of us did. They've known this for a long time. So if you were hearing Marcus Kruger to the Las Vegas Golden Knights the last four days, last five days, the Hawks have known all along. So I'm not really buying into that. Now, uh, Scott Powers was the first guy I saw to write today that maybe the Kruger to Vegas thing is not happening. Uh, That could very well be. However, from what we're hearing, there are several trades lined up in the queue for the central registry of the nhl because like we said tomorrow at 7 a.m the trade when the trade freeze lifts and there's expected to be dozens of moves made at that time so for now marcus kruger still a blackhawk as of 9 36 now on june 21st um, but that could change very very quickly i'm gonna throw this out there tell okay. me what you think all right i think the blackhawks tomorrow we're gonna trade kruger to Las Vegas for a defenseman. What do you think? Interesting. That's very interesting. Now, here's the thing. they Vegas made some trades tonight, right? But they were of the variety of a pick for another player, um, things like that. There was no, this expansion draft player is traded for player X. Correct. I wonder if those are... Uh... I wonder if those were not allowed because of the roster freeze. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Well, teams could trade with Vegas. Right. So I, I don't think so. I, but think I, don't th- I don't think Vegas could just flip a player to another team. I don't think that I, – I would think that would be disallowed because of the draft rules. That's just what I was thinking. Interesting. It could be that, and it could be the fact that this is an exciting show. It's on TV. It's on NBCSN. And they don't want it to be o- overly confusing. It's already confusing enough, right, with the little, like, trades made and the transactions made, things like that, without it being like, we've picked this guy, and now we've traded him to Chicago for this guy. I think that that can sort of – that's not great television. Maybe, And yeah. all these moves have been submitted, so um, we'll see. Now, like you just said, Vegas has 15 defensemen right yep. now, Okay. Uh, Jake Bischoff, Derek Englund, Alexei Emelin, Jason Garrison, Braden McNabb, John Merrill, Mark Mathot. I like that guy. Colin Miller, Lucas Pisa, David Schlemko, Griffin Reinhardt, Nate Schmidt, Clayton Stoner, Shea Theodore, and, of course, TVR, all members of the Vegas Golden Knights as of now. So if the Hawks were going to trade Marcus Kruger to the Knights for a player, I would think it's a defenseman. Uh, McPhee said earlier this week that we're going to have too many defensemen we're going to have to trade some right away so yep. that's in their plans and it's that's certainly what I'm saying. though they're yeah. already talking about flipping tbr to carolina i saw that and that's the first we heard of that too that's from bob mckenzie things are just flying around fast and furious right now it's really uh it's really incredible it's really a ton of fun i've always talked about on the podcast how much i love transactions how much i love trades and mm-hmm. i just like was watching uh the other day the vegas golden knights twitter showed mcphee like headed into the room with the list of players and how cool that must be you know to like okay here we go we're gonna build this it's like a fantasy draft we're gonna build this team from scratch let's do it just lock down for you know 18 to 20 hours and just pick the best team you can i thought it was really really cool i think that that would be such a great experience yeah it has to be a unique thing for an executive too like how how many times in your life are you gonna have 
complete authority over what the NHL does. Like, never, right? Yeah. They're like, totally in control of the league right yeah, now. Exactly. You're the only team that can do anything. It That has to be the coolest thing ever. Like, I can't even imagine how great that would be. Yeah, I, that that would be like if I could just say, okay, Jay, you can jump into any career right now. I'd, I'd be George McPhee tonight. Heck yeah, man! <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. That'd be incredible. All right, so uh, we wasted enough time. Um, we will go over some of the bigger names uh, on the. We'll we'll tell you the Vegas Golden Knights roster at the end of the podcast tonight. So stay tuned for that. But we want to get to the Marion Hosa stuff right away, and uh, the news broke. Late last night, I was at the Cubs game, as were you. Didn't know you were there. Um, so I'm sorry, I didn't seek you. But I was not very <laughs> much on social media. I had very little cell service. Um, but getting in the car, I saw the news that Marion Hosa may have played his last game as a Blackhawk from Elliot Friedman on the 30 Thoughts blog on Sportsnet. And, uh, man, my heart kind of sunk. And I, and I don't know, remember, if we and you talked about this on or off the podcast, but last week... I sort of had a, a, a revelation, like, I wonder if Hose is retiring. And I, I asked the source. She didn't say anything back. And then I sort of checked the capper capture. I'm like, okay, no, that can't be it, right? Yeah, that, that can't be the only part of the story, no. So I, I sort of blew that off. But now looking back on it, speaking to my main source on this, he never said the word trade. He said a player is leaving. He said something is happening. But the word trade was never in those texts to him. It was, I guess it's my bad for assuming that just based on the conversations we had, but he was very skilled in not saying that word and not tipping his hand. And uh, now, like I said earlier, very easy to understand when you see the scope and sensitivity of this, uh, this situation. It sucks, man. I, I am a huge Marion Hosa fan. Uh, it's heartbreaking. It really is. It's at least if he was traded, you could still get to watch him play. Right. You know, hockey is, is much worse off without Marion Hosa. I said on Twitter and Facebook today that Marion Hosa in his prime was as close to a perfect player as you're going to get. Yeah, he didn't put up, you know, 110-point seasons or anything like that, but an elite scorer, an elite defender, uh, just almost a perfect, flawless hockey player. And uh, it's just been awesome to watch him play, and I cannot believe that it's over. It's brutal. Yeah, and I think it's it's brought out the best of a lot of hockey people who recognize that talent, but it's also brought out a lot of the worst of people who are claiming this is some big conspiracy on the part of the Blackhawks or any number of weird theories that have been bouncing around out there. And most of my day today has been spent yelling at people who insist that the Blackhawks need to be punished for gaming the salary cap conveniently forgetting about all the other guys the chris prongers the slava boynoffs of the world who have gone through this kind of process and their teams haven't been punished because of it well like it's it, it's mind-boggling to me that this is a conversation that we're having on a day that should really be about the fact that hockey has lost such a good ambassador and such a good overall guy no doubt and it's not just that it's not just the fact that, you know, uh, that, that he's – that people are saying that. It's why would the Hawks right now want to do that to Marion Hosa? No. If he had a year where he scored, you know, 12 points and was a complete shadow of himself, I could see it saying, like, okay, this is not working. We need to get rid of this guy. They are absolutely 100% worse without Marion Hosa on this roster. He scored 26 goals last year. 
26 goals last year. That is, He's one of their most valuable players last season. And, yeah, the two years before, he had a historically low PDO shooting percentage. Just yep. awful, awful. And and so I think before the season, we all said, okay, maybe this is kind of the, the beginning of the end for Marion Hossa. He'll transition to a third-line role. And lo and behold, 26 goals later, Marion Hossa finishes the season. And now the Hawks just are like, Mm, let's try to circumvent this thing no way if that's what they were doing they would wait until he's ineffective if anything they need more marion hosts not less right now he's exactly what they need him and richard panic are the only two guys on the team that would go to the net hard and play physically up front four check well taves two and now they're losing one of those three yeah that's gonna hurt a lot man and i know there's other things coming there's other moves that are going to be made but right now if you look at this roster it is hot garbage, man. It's not – I don't know if it's a playoff team the way it stands right now. And what's with Bill Daly insisting that the NHL has not made a decision over whether the Hawks can put Hosa on LTIR? I don't get that at all. Why Why wouldn't they be able to? It's a hockey-related ailment. How can you say, no, you, you don't get that relief? Because hockey? You, you literally allowed Chris Pronger to work in the league office. He's While he was under contract, and yet this somehow might not be okay. My favorite thing is that Chris Pronger is under contract in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like he's been he's been out of the game long enough to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame, and he's out of con and he's under contract. And that's another thing too. The Pronger contract is bad in two ways because you had that, and you had the fact that it should have counted against Philly's cap because he was over thirty five when he signed it. Like, Hosta was not over 35 when he signed his deal, and there was no rule against it. And then the NHL retroactively, you know, punishes and dings the Blackhawks for that deal. It's stupid. It's so dumb. It's so mind-bogglingly dumb. Well, And Bill Daly needs to just come out and go, you know what? Blackhawks, go ahead. Do what you gotta do, man. I, th- I wonder if there was um, some sort of another thing, just sort of not wanting to steal the spotlight from tonight and make that the big story. Um, they'll have a decision by July 1st. They have to. Because how are they supposed to enter free agency not knowing their How are cap they situation? supposed to go into the draft not knowing? I don't know. I I feel maybe I think they know. They have to know, right? Like don't you they kind of ha- like you, Yeah. They're just sort of keeping it from people for I, I don't know. It's the NHL. But here's a series of tweets from Pierre Lebrun that said shine some light on the Hosa cap situation. He says, just a reminder, the Hawks can't put Hosa on LTI until day two of the regular season. They have to carry him on the cap opening day. Sure, once they put him on LTI in October, they can replace his $5.275 million salary, but where do you find that player in October? Plus, there's the fact that having a player on LTI right from the start of the season means the Hawks won't accrue any cap space as the year goes on, which is a serious impediment come the trade deadline not being able to accrue any cap savings again the system isn't set up for a team to just go out and replace that salary right away this summer it does not work that way no question it will affect what the hawks had thought of doing the next week or two on the trade market in my mind so that's pierre lebrun you know what we need to do we need to ask our uh, friends at cap friendly um i know you can exceed the salary cap by 10 percent during the summer so this year it'd be seven and a half million dollars. I wonder if the Blackhawks can exceed it 
but because I think Hosa, the long-term injured reserve, I don't think kicks in until the season starts. So if you can exceed, but you have to be back to the cap by the time the season starts and then LTIR doesn't kick in until like day two, they may not be able to exceed the day the season starts. They may have to get under the cap by the number that Hosa gives them, really. It's interesting. I don't know. I, I <laughs> It's so complicated. It really is. And I know, yeah. like, other sports are this complicated, too. Like, I know the NBA cap and there's, like, oh my different God, contracts yeah. and things like that. But it Ugh. just seems, maybe because it's just me following it, it just seems incredibly complicated and frustrating. And I'm trying to figure it out. And every time I feel like I have a grasp on it, I don't. You know, and it's well, even, just... Even, like, MLB. Like, they don't have a cap, but they have a luxury tax. So you're like, hmm, wait a minute. How, how how does this impact uh, the team if they sign X guy for X money? It's like, hmm, I don't know, man. Every sport has their own kind of peculiarities and kind of weirdness. So, yeah, man, I don't really... I, I have no idea whether the Blackhawks will be able to exceed the cap on that day that the season starts. Well, we're going to find out. In the, in the days that come, as Bill Daly makes up his mind... Uh, we'll find out exactly what is going to happen. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout, but first I want to tell you about our friends at Triple Threat Sports. If you want to get yourself a Memorial Marion hosted Hawks jersey, they're the place to go. They look awesome there at Triple Threat Sports, but you also should know they're the best place to go if your team needs jerseys. Whether you're an elite travel high school or college program that needs outfit hundreds of kids, or if you're a beer and pizza league team, with 12 players, Triple Threat can put you in pro-quality jerseys at pricing you can afford. Triple Threat Sports can work with you on every aspect of the job, logo design, fitting, apparel for off-ice, you name it, and you don't have to be a hockey player to wear uniforms from Triple Threat. They can get uniforms and apparel for all sports, baseball, softball, football, lacrosse, and more. So for more info, call Chris at 708-478-6090 or email him for more info at chris at triplethreatsports.com. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. And check out at 3 Threat Sports on Twitter. You'll get some pictures of some of the jerseys they have created. They look awesome. So check out Triple Threat Sports. When we come back, more on Marion Hosa, more on the expansion draft. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to the Marion Hosa Memorial Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Uh, before we get back into kind of what this means for the team kind of long term, I wanted to point out that somebody on this team between me and Jay was on NBC tonight on the night on the news. It was not me. It was him. <laughs> Jay was on NBC tonight before I was. I, I just want to say Jay was really good, but he apparently hosts a podcast called Madhouse Chicago Hockey. I'm just saying. I, listen, I told uh, the lovely and talented Kai Martin uh what i was part of i said 670 the score the madhouse chicago hockey podcast and i think she maybe just thought to leave the word podcast out because it was obvious i don't know but uh yeah i didn't put the graphics up my friend take that up with your i know, uh... <laughs> I, I know you didn't i just thought it was funny man and kai and kai martin is really cool so I, i'm not gonna give kai any crappy no you shouldn't um i told her though like can i please plug the podcast she said by all means so you know where my yeah. head's at. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, we uh, yeah, ironically, podcasting came up today at work. We were talking to uh, Phil Rogers, the really good investigative reporter at NBC. He's been talking about 
maybe getting into that game a little bit. So see if that comes down the pike. They were talking to me about it like I like I was the expert. So well, you're you're pretty, you know. I I probably should have forwarded them to you because you're the genius, man. A little bit more news here as the night goes on. Uh, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, and Artemi Panarin were named NHL All-Stars. Um, you know, first team, second team All-Stars. Not a shock. That's That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, we're going to go over the awards, too, as it goes here because um, they're being awarded. They're just not done. I don't think they're done just yet. I haven't seen the Hart Trophy winner yet. So um, we'll keep an eye on those for you and keep you updated there as well. Um, just a crazy, crazy time to be a Blackhawks fan right now. And uh, some of the this funny stuff, not funny, but some of the reaction to the hostess news this morning was just all over the map. But I think if I had to pick one word, it's just kind of sadness, you know. Mm-hmm. And the way the NHL rules are, where if he retires, the Hawks are punished, blah, blah, blah. So they have to have this farce of long-term injured reserve, which we all know it is. Everyone knows what's happening here. You know, but we have to play along with the stupid charade for four more years instead of giving Mary and Hosa a proper send off and having a night opening night next year where they say, thank you, Mary and Hosa, for all the years with the Hawks, the three Stanley Cups and everything you've done here. No, we got to wait and wait and wait and pretend like it's not happening. It's just really frustrating. And uh, it just kind of it's like an empty feeling. And you think about, you know, sports careers cut short, right? Like Bo Jackson hurting his hip. And mm-hmm. there's several other injuries that ended careers. That's one Something way to go. Something completely out of your control, Yeah, too. exactly. Marion Hosa is the picture of uh, preparation, of, you know, uh, being in shape, working mm-hmm. out. As Matt Spiegel revealed, that he does actually work out uh, back in the day. Uh, and this is something that no matter how hard he works. Wait, Matt Spiegel does? N- no. Uh, <laughs> no. No matter how hard Marion Hosa worked to keep his body right he had no control over this and it's just i can't imagine and again tonight brian bickle was honored by the nhl the same thing a guy who came off career years just got a big contract and all of a sudden things just weren't feeling right and it took him a while to figure out what it was and when he did realized this is not going to get better it's totally out of my hands and i'm just Mm -hmm. done playing hockey that's brutal man i mean it's one thing like i said tear up your knee and say i did it you know it was a playoff game i got my foot stuck in a divot tore it up it was brutal but at least i did it doing the game i love you know what i mean to to lose your career this way is just oh it's i cannot think of a of a worse way i really can't it's so unfortunate man and and to happen to a guy that i like and admire as much as i do him i think that's the worst part really yeah, and everyone I've talked to, you know, I, I've in my job, I'm always talking to PR people from the Hawks, and I got a friend who works now for Northwestern who was a PR for the Hawks when Hosta came here, and that's the first thing they all said about it when I talked to him about it was just how sad it is and how great of a guy he is and um, how he's always easy to work with. And, you know, this not that anyone deserves this to happen to him, but if there's right. anyone that absolutely does not, it's Marion Hosa, you know, so... I don't know, the Hawks have a lot of holes to fill now, and uh, they've got a little more money than we thought they were going to. See, now my question to you is, do you keep Marcus Kruger here? So is Kruger more valuable now on a roster that's thinner than expected? Yeah. Or? Especially from the penalty-killing perspective, that is the... That's the big question now. Or do you free up that money and try to bring in, you know, three or four 
depth type forwards with his money and Hosa's money. So, because those two combined give you about nine million. Mm. Mm-hmm. With nine million, you could bring in three pretty good players, right? Maybe two, two better players. I just, I don't know. It's it's tough. A lot of people asking me about Ilya Kovalchuk. No, I, right? I don't want to. You know, he's he's what is he? Thirty eight. He's up there in age, and uh, he just bailed on the Devils one day. I don't know if I want to put the Hawks through that. Sure, it'd be great and exciting for one year, but that's really not what they need either. They've got enough kind of elite soft scoring. We've talked about this a lot, James. They need mm-hmm. some guys with some jam. And Try uh, to get Pavel Datsuk back here. Yeah, you think so? I could live with nah. that. I mean, I could live with it. I just don't think it'll happen. No, I don't think so either. I think he's pretty happy over there in Russia. Um, but it's just, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even really know what to make of this offseason. We're going to find out very quickly here. And I think tomorrow um, we're going to find out a lot about what's on Stan Bowman's mind, right? Like, um, where his head is, where he thinks they're going to go. Uh, it's just, I just don't even know where to begin. If I'm Sam Bowman right now, I'm like, okay, uh, <laughs> what, do, like, what do I do? Well, and, technically you had this thought two weeks ago if you're him. Okay, so two weeks ago I'm feeling that way. I don't know how much better I feel about it right now. That is true. Okay, I'll give you, you that. You know, like if you're looking at the unrestricted free agents list, and I'm pulling it up right now. It's not good. Yeah. Don't don't be looking for a miracle the, there. The top free agent is uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. Okay? Nice player. Number not two. Not afford him. TJ Oshie? Not be able to afford him. And that's either. not a guy who you sign and he solves your problems. Alex Radulov? No. I also would like to point out I think the Blues are going to sign TJ Oshie just to kind of throw that out there. Martin Hansel. You know, these are not names that are gonna you're going to sign – they're going to bring in and, 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 and fix your situation. Now, here's a guy that I have my eye on, and I want to know what you think. 37 years old. Made six Brian point. Fiddler? Nope. Made $6.75 million last year. Joe, Joe Thornton. Hmm. On a short-term deal uh, we're for a lower contract, if you can get him for $3 million or so, $3.5 million, how would you like him as your second-line center? So that assumes then that you're trading away Artem Anisimov. Maybe, or you can move Anisimov to your third line center. You can never have too much center depth. And I know Anisimov makes second line center money. That's fine. I don't care. If you want to call him two and call Thornton three, fine. But I'm not ready to hand over an important center role to Nick Schmaltz or Dennis Rasmussen on a night-to-night basis. Alex Dabrinkit's not ready to play center at the NHL level. They've got a lot of wingers. They don't have a lot of centers. And if you can add one, and Joe Thornton's the sort of guy that you want to – that's a guy that can do everything you need. Playmaker, big body. You know, he's been through millions of hockey games. I'm not saying a long-term deal. To me, to me, you need to have a guy that can kill penalties, and you need to have a guy that can win face-offs. Those are the two uh, things that I am looking for right now in a guy that the Blackhawks would sign. Well, that could be two guys. Just saying, but I, that's see, kind of the wish list at this point when you're looking at uh, forward depth. You need guys that can do that. What if you keep Marcus Kruger and sign Joe Thornton? How are you going to afford that then? Well, if you can give Thornton the host of money or under it, but then your D is still pretty bad. <laughs> the D is, oh my God. Yeah, I yeah, know. And you just lost TBR, which for... 
all of his uh, faults, you had you could probably argue he was either the fourth or fifth best blue liner on the team last year. Yeah, I don't think there's any argument there. Uh, you have Roosevelt, you have Jan Ruda, you have uh-huh. the recently signed uh, first name. What is Radish's first name? Not Dylan. Is it Dylan? Doesn't matter. The OHL defenseman of the year, Radish. Um, but these guys are not guys you can plug in and have them play right away. You know, it's not. Well, and then it also brings up what are you going to do with Nick Jalmerson, too? You had mentioned trading him. Well, you know, potent- that potentially being a thing you could do. I think that's when we were more speculating about what could happen as we were talking about the core player possibly being dealt. I, I don't think they can't trade Nicholas Jalmerson. Oh, I said that when they yeah. were talking about it, too. It just didn't. It, it didn't. You adding a forward by trading him is subtraction by addition as far as I was concerned. Yeah, I, and I know we talked about maybe his his decline would be rapid. It's Darren, yeah. Darren Radish, by the way, Darren Radish. <laughs> uh, but you cannot afford to lose that guy right now. He, no, you cannot. He, especially with wh- which decline is coming faster, his or Brent Seabrooks. I think that answer is obvious. Seabrook. Um, you can't trade Seabrook. The Hawks said they don't want to trade Seabrook. Fine. I believe in leadership. I believe in all that stuff. I also think that if they wanted to, they couldn't unless they took on a bunch of salary. Um, you cannot trade Nicholas Jalmerson at this point. There's no, especially now that Van Riemsdyk is gone for sure. Yeah. Even if, the, now let's say there's a deal worked out for, let's say there's a deal worked out with Vegas for one or two of the defensemen they brought in. Okay. Let's say it's Mark Mathot, right? Sort of fits the mold of physical guy. The Hawks said they need to sort of change the way the team plays a little bit. He would fit that role. Um, but I don't know. Is that is that a wash? Is he as good as Brent Seabrook right now? Probably. Maybe a notch better, but I, I don't know. I still think that if you if you sign him or, or trade for someone him or like him and then get rid of Jalmerson, it's just sort of what was the point, right? You're not upgrading at all. You're just kind of breaking even. So you might as well. I, I say you just keep Jalmerson. They have to. He's exactly <laughs> what they need. He's your best defender. What about Lucas Biza? It doesn't excite me. It doesn't, but he's only 27. He's a lot younger than either of the guys I immediately thought of when this came up. I thought of Mathot and Emelin. Emelin I like. I, I'm trying to decide whether I'd rather have him or whether I'd have Spiza. I'm leaning... I'm leaning Emelin, but I can see an argument for Spiza. Cheaper and younger. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I feel like Emelin's probably more exciting. Probably. Um... But I just think it's got to get better. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care. Really. Yeah. Like, I know it's so, it's like so, it's such a cop out, but I really just want them to be a better team than they are right now. I'm confident they will be, but you know, I'm a gamer. I play NHL 17 and I use the Blackhawks today. First of all, I had the horrifying task of hitting the triangle button, which makes Marion host a free agent. <laughs> I said to Hope, I said, hold my hand while I do this, please. Please hold my hand. Then I looked at the lines, and I threw up in my mouth seven times. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. All right, when we come back, we are going to fill you guys in on all the NHL award winners. We'll also tell you who exactly are the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And a little bit later in the show, we will answer your emails. We have a lot of them. There's no way in hell we're going to get to all of them, uh, but we're going to do our best. I think we try to answer as best we can many of the questions so we're going to go through them try to answer them for you guys but first we got to tell you about our good friends at marishka's restaurant 
Marishka's 604 Theodore Street in Crest Hill, just west of Route 53, 815-723-9371. Family owned and operated at the same location since 1933. Hand cut products in their own butcher shop, including their steaks, burgers, and the famous poor boy sandwich. They serve the highest quality meats, seafood, and chops, and numerous homemade items made fresh in-house, including their onion rings and the double-baked potatoes, the Icelandic cod, hand-cut on premises always. They have a carry-out menu, a full bar with craft beer, banquet facilities for up to 110 people, so visit marishkas.com or check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash marishkas, M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. They're open seven days a week and close only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. You are listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Welcome back into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk. (laughs) Sorry, inside joke from earlier. Um, We have talked a lot about uh, Chicago-centric topics today. So... We're going to spice things up a little bit. We're going to get into a little bit of NHL award talk. Yes. You ready, Jay? I am. The NHL awards were tonight, Wednesday night, uh, and we have all the winners. The Hart Trophy goes to Connor McDavid. Not a huge surprise there. It's the league MVP trophy. Uh, Awesome year for Connor McDavid. Finished 11 points ahead of Patrick Kane and Sidney Crosby in points. Vezina Trophy goes to Sergei Bobrovsky of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Johnny Gaudreau wins the Lady Bing for being the biggest sissy in the league. Craig... Two-time uh, Vesna <laughs> winner, by the way, Sergei Bobrovsky now. Uh, so not kudos o- to him. Not only that, did, were you watching? I did not. Did you tape it? No. Go back and take a look at C- Sergei Bobrovsky's wife. Good God, y'all. She's like no, a, do, a Russian Do not get supermodel. into Marcel Dion territory here. Be very careful with how you talk. Oh, are you talking about how he talked about uh, Ellie Raceman's legs? That was creepy, dude. Ooh, yikes. I watched that. That part I saw. Uh, and that part horrified Look at me. those legs on her. There's only oh a 90-year difference between us. Go away. <laughs> yeah, God, go away, old man. Ew. Yeah, well, you know, he's old. Cut him a break. Uh, Craig Anderson wins the Masterton Trophy. Cut him something. Uh, Blackhawks legend Craig Anderson, that is. Uh, if you don't know the story, his wife dealing with cancer, and he had t- taken several leaves of absence this season uh, and still put together a fantastic year. So well-deserved. Uh, your pal and mine, John Tortorella, wins the Jack Adams Award for Best Coach. Uh, sure, whatever you say. David Poyle wins the GM of the Year. Austin Matthews wins the Calder. Brent Burns, my guy, I love Brent Burns, wins the Norris Trophy. Ridiculous. And who do you, what do you know, Patrice Bergeron wins the Selkie. Uh, Connor McDavid won the Ted Lindsay Award that's given to the most outstanding player as voted by members of the NHLPA, so his peers. Uh, Nick Foligno and Travis Hamanick were honored as well with the NHL Foundation Player Award. So, Oh, and uh, Foligno also won the King Clancy Trophy and the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. So there's your rundown of the award winners. No real shocks. Which one upset you the most? Which one did you grunt about? Um, The Jack Adams, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, but he's a penis. So. It, it, it blows my mind. <laughs> That John Tortorella has now won it twice, and Mike Babcock has never won it. That's crazy. 
That's that is insane to me. Yeah, that and, and Joel Quinville, fourth, fourth place. Yeah. On a, in a year that he dragged this roster to the best record in the West. I think that Babcock and Quenville lose votes because they're so good. And I know that's, like, weird, but it's like, uh, like the year Jordan didn't win the MVP. They gave it to Carl Malone. It's like, okay, I, we all know who the MVP is here. You're just trying to change things up. Uh, I'm shocked Tortorella won. I know Columbus had a great year, 16 straight wins. To, I think it was, what, one short of an NHL record? Yeah, and then they proceeded to lose, what was it, like 10 of their last uh, 14 yeah, to end the season? of course. And I predict, as Mike Murphy would say, uh, he'll be fired by this time in 2019. Regression. <laughs> and people just get tired of him. Yeah, they get tired of his nonsense because he's not a good coach. And Well, he's Sorry. also kind of a dickbag, too. So don't forget kind that. Kind of. Okay, he's, kind of. he's a huge dickbag. <laughs> All right, so now should we reveal... Your 2017-18 Las Vegas Golden Knights for now. For now. From Anaheim, uh, the Knights selected Clayton Stoner, 32-year-old. I, I would like to point out yes. that this, how did they only give up Shea Theodore for that? I would have told Anaheim to piss off, and I would have taken Sammy Votnin, or I would have taken Munson. Either one of them. I would have been like, you know what? I'd rather have one of those guys. Thank you. Come again. I would have rather had one of them than Clayton Stoner and Shea Theodore. I think that was a trade that they probably needed to do better on if they were Vegas. Just saying. I'm sure there's a lot of, like, not official future considerations here, but there's a little wink-wink nudge-nudge, like, please help us out here and we'll remember this down the road. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. So I I think that's a part of it. Obviously, like, if you want to just go stack your team, you could – but I think those considerations matter a little bit. So I'm not going to be too mad about that. All right, so Anaheim, Clayton Stoner, 32-year-old defenseman, goes to Vegas. For Minnesota, Vegas chooses forward Eric Halla. Uh, and signed him immediately to an extension. As they should have. And he should wear number 55, so his jersey says Hall ass. Duh. Uh, from Columbus, William Carlson, 24-year-old forward, had 19 uh, assists and 25 points in 81 games last year. Mm-hmm. From Chicago, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, we all know him. Uh, from Pittsburgh, Marc-Andre Fleury. He is the face of the Vegas Golden Knights. Came out in the jersey, spoke with Catherine Tappen. Uh, he's the guy. He's going to be there. He's in the plans. From Washington, defenseman Nate Schmidt, 25-year-old defenseman, 17 points in 60 games. Uh, there you go from there. Uh, from Toronto, Brendan Leipzig, 23-year-old, had six games for the Leafs last season. Huge numbers in junior hockey. Boston uh, defenseman Colin Miller, 24 years old, 13 They're points. They're going to regret that, by the Absolute, way, Boston is. Uh, yes, they definitely are. From Ottawa, Mark Mathot, defenseman. We discussed him a lot. From San Jose, David Schlemko, 30-year-old defenseman. St. Louis, David Perron, 29-year-old forward. God, he's only 29. That's crazy. And and they protected Ryan Reeves so that they could have the right to lose David Perron. Blue's going to blue. Ugh, I have no problem dumb, with it. <laughs> dumb move by them. God. From the Rangers, forward Oscar Lindbergh. From Edmonton, defenseman Griffin Reinhardt, 23 years old. From Montreal, we discussed Alexei Emelin, 31-year-old defenseman. Uh, then we move on to Carolina, forward Connor Brickley. Uh, don't know much about him. <laughs> from Winnipeg, yeah. forward Chris Thorburn. From the Flyers, Pierre-Edouard Bellamar. That one shocked me, too. Yes, I believe I said that right. <laughs> 
uh, from Tampa Bay, the defenseman that the Blackhawks could not live without, according to Twitter, Jason Garrison, when he was a free agent. Now he's been jettisoned to Vegas. Did they give up something to make Vegas take him? Uh, I don't see that on the thing I'm looking at here. They very well may have. That's almost a $5 million cap hit he has. There's no way I do that without saying, hey, I need a little something from you. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, from the Islanders, John Francois Berube. That was insane, by the way. The Islanders had to give up a lot, a lot to make sure that they protected the guys they weren't able to protect. Yeah, for sure. Well, they've got a lot of players that are worth protecting. They they had five defensemen protected in this. Five. How crazy is that? You only protected three forwards. Three. Yeah. That is so, that's mind-boggling to me. They must have had a feel for what uh vegas wanted they had to they had to have had that deal worked out way in advance uh so islanders uh give john francois baruby goalie nashville forward james neal not a shot 23 year old 23 goals last season six in the playoffs 29 years old big power forward i wonder if he's in their long-term plans they did say that he was invited to the draft by vegas tonight to show but he's having surgery uh, so that would tell me he's in their long-term plans. I would agree with that. From Calgary defenseman Derek England, 35-year-old journeyman. Uh, By the way, he might he might get traded to the Blackhawks. Just going to throw that out there. Bleh. $1 million cap hit next that's season. That's fine. That's all, that's all you can say about it. From Colorado goalie Calvin Picard. All right, very underrated player. By the way, I thought that was a very smart pick by them. Uh, last year, 15 wins, two shutouts, 9.28 goals against. For Colorado. For, yes, qualified for Colorado with a uh, 90.4 save percentage in 50 games, 48 starts. Yep. Uh, from Vancouver, Lucas Pisa, we discussed him, 27-year-old. Defenseman had 13 points in 82 games. Uh, played with the Flyers, Ducks, and Canucks as well. From Arizona, Timu Pukkanen who is a top prospect for the Red Wings, that everyone said, this guy's slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Arizona took a shot, and now they're dumping him. So the Timu Polkanen uh, adventure continues in Vegas from the Devils defenseman John Merrill. Since they had to take somebody. Yes, uh, from Buffalo, oh my God, yeah. forward William Carrier, uh, 22 years old, 8 points in 41 games this year. From the Red Wings, forward Thomas Nosek, 24-year-old, uh, played most of his time in the AHL from Dallas forward Cody Eakin. Good pick. Very good pick. 26-year-old center, very familiar with George McPhee, who drafted him. Uh, he had 12 points in 60 games, but his average 17 goals and 36 points in each of his three previous seasons with Dallas. From Florida, Jonathan Marchessault. I can never say his kid's name. Marchessault? I think I said it right. Uh, Close enough. 26 years old, scored 30 goals for the first time last season. One of only 26 players who scored that many. That's crazy. And and they got Riley Smith also. Yes. Don't you can't forget that. It's still. Oh my God! I cannot believe that they managed to pull that off and get those guys from Florida. That was that's a good move. I think good move. I think Vegas has done a really good job here. I think they've built a pretty good team, and we're going to see really what it looks like tomorrow when all the trades come. But um, I like their direction here. I like the mindset with a good mix of vets and youth. Um, they're not going to be good next year, but they're going to be entertaining. From the LA oh, Kings, yeah. uh, defenseman Braden McNabb, 26 years old. Very high on McNabb early in his career, but it's sort of the enthusiasm has sort of dropped here a little bit. 
Um, yeah. You also have the trades here. So, yes, uh, Shea Theodore from Anaheim, uh, the six-round pick from the Buffalo Sabres they acquired. Uh, they also, did you see this, uh, got David Clarkson from Columbus. I did see that. Yeah, so that... Uh, Along with a first-round pick, if I'm not mistaken, cor- I believe they got their first-round pick this year. Yes, so that Albatross contract has gone from uh, Columbus. You mentioned Riley Smith from Florida. Alex Tuck from Minnesota was the other one in the Halla deal. Uh, Good trade for them. They also acquired Mikhail Grabowski and Jake Bischoff from the Islanders for a number of picks. Uh, Nikita Gusev from the Lightning and uh, tons of picks swapped. So just check out those on your own time. They're not really exciting to talk about. The They currently have three first-round picks and two second-round picks, by the way. They're in, very, they're in good shape, and that's just so far. There could be certainly yeah. other deals coming, and they're going to have some money to spend in free agency as well. So by no means is this the final roster for the Golden Knights, but uh, a good start. They've got some trade chips if they want them, and uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited about this new team. What do you think of the uniforms? I like them. There is one critique I have, only one. Okay. Their gloves need to be gold. They I didn't. Uh, they said that they might be. They haven't finalized a decision on the gloves yet. I hope they're not white. That's all I'm asking. I, as long as if they're gold, I think it's a really good idea. I don't mind um, white gloves on the right uniforms. They don't fit for what they unveiled last night. Agreed. Uh, by the way, updating the fact that the Blackhawks have three All Stars: Patrick Kane, named an NHL First Team All Star, and uh, second team Artemi Panarin and Duncan Keith. So there that goes. Um, anything else you want to hit before we get to emails? Who do you think is the most surprising guy that the Golden Knights picked? Like, who who got picked and you went, wait, he was available? Whoa. Uh, I think it's a mix between, uh, it's somewhere between Eakin and James Neal. How about I, you? I would have to say Mark Mathot. Yeah, he played a huge role for the Sens this year. He really, he really did. did. And they said, I think whoever the schmo was hosting the award show said, um, like, man, the only person not smiling about that is Sidney Crosby because he just because <laughs> the thought was just all over him. I watched a yeah. co- I watched a couple games with Ottawa, and I sort of focused on him a couple times. One game in particular, um, I'll do that when I watch hockey. Like, every, like if it's a team I don't care about, I'll just sort of isolate on a guy and just sort of evaluate him. And I watched. Mark Mathot one time, I'm like, holy crap, this dude's all over the place. He's making every right decision. So the entire game, I focused on him when he was on the ice. That dude is a, as solid a defenseman as they come. He's not real flashy. He's not real fast, but he's physical. He's big. He's always making the right decision. He's got enough speed to get in the right places at the right time. And ever, every time I saw Ottawa and after that, I would always sort of find him and watch him. And it was always the same story. Very impressive. Uh, speaking of impressive. Did you see the video I tweeted uh, breaking down Marion Hosa's stick work? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, well, the the picture I posted, it's a retweet, and my quote was, it's just a uh, hockey stick and an eggplant. Because that's, <laughs> that's how the video made me feel. So check out my Twitter, at jayzawaski670. Someone broke down an entire game of Marion Hosa just as stick work. It's absolutely incredible. It is hockey porn. It is absolute hockey porn, so make sure you check that out. With that, we will take a quick break and come back with our world-famous email segment. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. 
Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The email segment is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with two locations in Burbank, 6501 West 79th Street, and in Darien, 8025 South Cass Avenue. Visit chuckscafe.com for details, locations, and their awesome specials. They've got the best barbecue, the best Mexican, the best Cajun fare in town. My favorites, the Saturday special, the Cochinita Pabil, the barbecue nachos, the jambalaya. Hope and I went there last week and I had the wings. They're called Chicago wings. Fantastic. I know I've said this before about other sponsors, but I, I and I, I meant it then, but I mean it now. These might be the best wings I've ever had. They're crispy. They're delicious. They're like the perfect level of heat. So check out the wings at Chuck's. They're so great. Like I said, the daily specials are always incredible. There is something for everyone at Chuck's. They have a fantastic bar with dozens of craft beers and an ever-rotating beer menu. They also offer catering services, banquets, and more. They've appeared on Chicago's Best and Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, along with myriad other TV shows featuring great restaurants. So check them out there. Visit chuckscafe.com or follow them on Twitter at chuckscafe for more details. So with that, Let's begin the email segment. And I do have a hockey card ready to go for the email of the show. So, James, it's up to you to pick the winner, as is your duty every week. And, by the way, we should uh, congratulate our winners who won the draft tickets last week uh, because they are Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the podcast, patreon.com slash madhousepod. Our winners, Liz, Tiffany, Ray, Joe, Dave, and I know I'm missing somebody. I put this out <laughs> here. Oh, and we, got, we didn't make fun of Gingenburger yet. Yeah, what a punk, man. What a, what a bag. Yeah. By the way, listen the, to a Vegas o- podcast, dude. Right. The other winner is Sonny, by the way. Sorry, Sonny. I lost my paper for a second. Uh, but yeah, so Gingenburger, I do the drawing in the morning, and he's the first winner. So he's going to go Friday night, got great seats up in the club level for the draft. Send him an email, nothing. Call him, no answer. So I text him, like, Gingerburger, what's your deal? Can you go to the draft? Oh, I'm going to be out of town. Sorry. Uh, derp. Sorry. I'm like, well, can you go Saturday? I'm out of town all weekend. No, I'm nuts. <laughs> so I told him that we exposed him to a Las Vegas draft, and he may be drafted. We'll fi- I guess we'll find out tonight. Yeah, we did. It was kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. Las Vegas podcast is going to pick him up, and he can support <laughs> them and blow off their contests. <laughs> All right, email here from Josh Micah. Hello, Josh. Hello, Josh. He says, I have a weird trade question for you that I was thinking about due to the Kruger dilemma. Obviously, the Hawks would hate for a player like that to go, but because of cap concerns, they realistically can't keep him. However, would there be anything that prevents the Hawks from, let's say, trading him to Vegas for a seventh-round pick, then Vegas turns around and trades Kruger back, but they return half his salary, and in return for paying half his salary... Toss could trade back a more valuable pick or prospects back. Wow. That's very complicated. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they could do that, but I really like where your head's at. So what he's saying is trade Kruger to Vegas for a seventh, right? Then give Vegas a third for Kruger back, and they pick up half his salary. I wonder if that's legal. I don't think you can trade a player back to a team that you acquired him from. I would assume not. There is a time frame on it. I don't. I know in the NBA there is a time frame on it. I am 95% sure in the NHL there is too. 
we'll look into that for next week. It uh, is a good question, and we, a, we have I another like one we can a- and ask to our uh, friends at Cap Friendly. Definitely. Make sure you're following Cap Friendly at Cap Friendly. They have all the Cap news, and if they are kind enough to follow you, they'll get back to you quickly with your questions. Got they an email indeed. here. Got a he- email here from Kevin Peak, one of our frequent emailers. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically just um, reflecting our comments about Marion Hosa and how bummed out he is, how he loved watching the guy play. We all feel that way, man, for sure. Um, Tom emails mailman Tom from Vegas. Yeah, he could be friends with Gingerburger. <laughs> he said he's sorry to see Hosa step away. He's my teenage daughter's favorite player. Both of us will be wearing his jersey tonight at the NHL Award Show. Very cool. When the, with the salary cap going up and Hosa's contract coming off the books, do you think the Hawks can afford a helmet that fits John Hayden's head? <laughs> I swear, every time I saw him on the ice last season, he had one hand on his helmet when he needed two on a stick. <laughs> Keep up the expertise and what are you banner. Thanks, Tom. Uh, I had not noticed that, but I think it's because of his sick flow. Is that the prize? Is that what the kids call it when you have nice uh, hair like that? A sick flow? This podcast is lit, yo. It totally is. All right, Salsa Shark. Uh, this email's way too goddamn long. I can't read the whole thing, but I automatically doesn't win. Yeah, but I appreciate the Randy Watson mic drop gif at the bottom of the screen. Uh, he's very, very fired up about how stupid, how stupidly run the salary cap is. We completely agree with you. Yes, we do. Thank you for your fire and passion. Great. Um, there's a lot of uh, questions here about Sam Bowman, Robert Thompson, new emailer, as far as I know. Actually, it says Sarah Thompson. So Sarah's married to Robert. Hmm. Sarah, she says, I used to think Stan Bowman was a great GM, but the constant summer upheaval is very tiring. I used to be able to accept the painful summers, thinking it was the price of winning Stanley Cups. However, with two first-round exits, the Blackhawks are still losing important players, and I don't see any end in the near future. I don't follow the Pittsburgh Penguins closely, but I, they do, don't seem to have the same issues after winning back-to-back Cups. I can accept the Bickle contract. There were no indications of Bickle's regular play. There was no way to predict that was going to come. The second Blackhawks signed the Seabrack contract. I thought it was a bad deal. Contracts are supposed to be a negotiation. I kept wondering what Seabrook's side gave up in the negotiation. It seems he got everything he wanted, the term, the money, and no movement clause. Even with Panic's deal, Panic said there was no negotiation, and he accepted the first offer without hesitation. Isn't this indicative that they may have been able to sign him for less? These are good questions, Sarah. I, wow. Yeah, they are. Yeah. This is the criticism of Stan Bowman is, yeah, he gives guys market value deals, and guys are happy, and they want to stay here. But that extra 500 k that extra million here and there, those things catch up to you. Yes, right? they do. If you do that three times, you're looking at the loss of Marcus Kruger, right? So you're right about that. What did Brent Seabrook sacrifice? Not money, not term. And not a new movement clause. She perfectly nailed it. And Richard Panic, uh-huh. that's the sort of guy you could say, look, you had a great year. We'd like to give you a shorter bridge deal here and see what you can do. There should be a negotiation. There should be some hostility. That's I the still business. think he might get traded. I'm he just might. saying. But now, this team, you trade him too and look at your forward situation. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you can afford to trade him. <laughs> I mean, really. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what is your team going to look like without him, too? <sighs> it's scary, man. Like, it's just, I, I don't know how much they can do. I really don't. And uh, Sarah nailed those all, man. She really did. She yeah. absolutely did. 
Uh, one more question here from Ponytail Dave, one of our winners to the draft. He says, love the podcast, and thanks for the draft tickets, taking my daughter with the probable loss of TVR, the definite loss. In the expansion draft, the Hawks' defense gets very left-handed. Yes, Billy Polka is the only right-hander on the pipeline I'm familiar with. Who are the best internal options, and who are the best right-handed defensemen in the UFA-RFA pool? Um, I believe Darren Radish is right-handed, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Is Jan Ruta right-handed? I don't know that. This I'm looking up right now. <laughs> uh, I apologize for that. I did not pre-read the email sign. I intended Quality to. Quality radio. He is a right-handed shot, too. So there's two more uh, on the horizon. So those are two guys that could play this year. I think Ruta is going to be this year's Michael Kempney, where he'll play probably the majority of games, and then Quenville will lose faith in him, and he won't play in the playoffs, and Michael Roosevelt will. Or they'll trade for someone way past their prime that used to be a Blackhawk. You know, the Blackhawks way. Yeah, totally. But uh, I expect Ruta and uh, Radish to get looks this season. By the way, the Radish contract, um, I wonder if the host of deal had something to do with him signing an AHL deal. Mm. So the Hawks have one that much less money on the cap when the season starts, and then when Hosa goes on LTIR, they sign him to an NHL deal. I'll bet that's something they have considered. That's pretty That's pretty shrewd because um, a lot of teams were after Radish. It wasn't like just the Hawks, and he just sucked it up and signed an AHL deal. I think there's something behind that. Um, so keep an eye on that. One more thing I want to mention, too, before we wrap up here. A lot of the people this week talking about, oh, you know, the Hawks should bring back Patrick Sharp. Uh, I've been told the Hawks are definitely not bringing back Patrick Sharp, but can we just stop in general with the rehash stuff, with the bringing guys back? When has it really worked? Oh, wait. Yeah, you tell me. Like, Chris Verstig has come back twice. Didn't work. Uh, Brian Campbell came back this year. Fine. He was okay, right? And the deal was was good enough for you to say, okay, I'll, I'll take that. You know, it makes sense to do that. Andrew Nikolai Ladd. Ha- Andrew Ladd. Nikolai Habibulin came back a second time. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who am I missing? Oh, Johnny Oduya. Mm-hmm. What, let's just let's stop. Let's just stop. Stop Stop with the rehash. I think okay? they, need to, they need to bring back Trevor Daly. That, see, now you're triggering me. <laughs> because the whole thing of like, oh, Trevor Daly, they won two cups and the Hawks let him go. He sucked here. Okay? And what? blame... Blame who you want. Ooh, ooh. Blame blame Quenville. You can absolutely do that. But it was not a fit here, and it wasn't working here. And he asked for a trade. What if the Hurricanes trade Tavo to Vegas tomorrow for TBR? You know, I love Tavo. You know that. Yep. But we have used the word samey a lot in our discussion of the Blackhawks since they were eliminated, right? Mm-hmm. Tavo is another in the mold of Schmaltz and DeBrincat and Panarin and Kane where they're not physical. They don't mix it up. I'm not saying, when I say mix it up, I don't mean fight. I mean go into the corner, go in front of the net, uh, win board battles. That's what the Hawks need. I love Tavo Teravinen. Would I welcome him back? Sure. But I think that I would prioritize someone of a different style, especially now with the loss of Marion Hosa. I want to bring someone back that can play a power forward sort of a game, and that's what I would be looking to trade for. Hmm. What do you think? I think you're on the right track, man. Yay! Yeah. That's a first. All right, you ready? But, we give... By the way, yeah. my cousin might get mad at us. We He said he emailed us this week, and we did not answer he it. He did? 
Is that Robert? Let said. me check my email here. Yes. All right, I'll find it. This is it all about the coyotes again? Yes. <laughs> here it it's is. Nepotism. I'm sorry. All right, with the sole owner now with the coyotes. Do you think it will bring stability to the organization, or is this just a ploy to move the team? Go ahead, James. It's Coyotes minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that I gave up trying to figure out what's going on with that situation a long time ago. I think that it'll stabilize ownership. Whether that means they're staying in the valley or not, I don't think you can say. They don't have an arena deal. They don't really have any prospect on the horizon for one either. So Seattle comes calling, they want a team. Quebec calls comes calling, Kansas City. NHL is going to have to listen. Because eventually, they're going to need somewhere to play. And as of right now in the Valley, they don't have one. They don't have an option. So, as much as I would love to tell my cousin that his beloved Coyotes are going to stick around and never leave, I can't tell him that right now. I really can't. The Arizona Coyotes Minute has been brought to you by Arizona Ice Tea. Now with several varieties oh, of Arnold God. Palmer yes. and Jack Nicholas lemonade. Yes, I will drink all of it. I will bathe in that. It's not really sponsored. They're like on the Cholula friend zone now. Did you see last week Ramblin' Grimace tried to get Cholula to sponsor us and they were like, okay, okay, stop. And just like patted us on the head. Yeah, I did see that. And it kind of made me sad. And I went and had some Frank's Red Hots and it just, it wasn't the same. No, it's not the same. Are right, you ready to give Sarah her hockey card? I am ready to give her that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Josh Sarah. was all set to win, and then Sarah was like, no, I'm going to win. I pulled a really crappy one, but I feel bad because her question was so good. You know so what? Jo- you do deal. not win. No, I'm, I'm giving her a better one. What? Not- she does not deserve a Jody Hole card. That's not how it works. I don't care. I feel bad. She's a new emailer, and she does not win a Jody Hole card in her first grade email. Whatever, man. Instead, she gets an upper deck, 1997, Rob Niedermeyer. Congratulations. You are the proud owner of the lesser Niedermeyer, Rob. The disappointment of the family. He had a pretty good career, though. Yeah, he did. 61 points. He really did. Yeah, I mean, for being a huge disappointment to his parents. And yeah. his extended family. <laughs> they don't talk about him much at the holidays. No. They uh, just feed him fish heads. He lives in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do I it for the... I feel a little bit better now about giving that to Sarah. Yeah, you should. Uh, well, that's going to do it for the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. We could be back very shortly if something big breaks over the next couple days. Uh, we'll be here for you. That's why we have the Patreon sites. We have the capability to do a quick podcast at a moment's notice. So uh, thank you again for your donations. Patreon.com slash Madhouse Pop. But for my partner, James Naveau, I'm Jay Zawoski. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast has been brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Marishka's and Crest Hill, family owned and operated since 1933. And Chuck's Southern Comfort Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Follow them on Twitter at Chuck's Cafe or visit Chuck'sCafe.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast.
The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and <clears throat> sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. What up? This is Robert Ory. You might know me as Big Shot Bob, and I want you to check out my new podcast, The Big Shot Bob Pod. We'll always be talking hoops, football, sports, and I'm going to bring you some big guests like Lakers legend Shaquille O'Neal in our premiere episode. I know I didn't come in to train and camp the best of shape, but... Well, well you I'm, did one time. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe now to The Big Shot Bob Pod on the Podcast One app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.